Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Thursday afternoon, everyone. This is Kip Harris with your daily VRA Investing System podcast. We'll tell you in just a few minutes what happened in the markets today. More importantly, we'll tell you what's going to happen going forward using the VRA Investing System as our guide. And another powerful day today, 900 points in Dow, right at 900 points in Dow Jones gains in the last three days. And it always happens this way in, in, in major bull markets, which, of course, we are in and have been for some time. Every time we get you know, uh, 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 to extreme oversold levels, which we just did last week, the perma bears get everybody so worked up. CNBC is constant, 24-7. Trade war, trade war, trade war. They almost couldn't handle it when Mexico, uh, when Trump announced a 5% tariff against Mexico. Goodness gracious, folks. Uh, it's, just, uh, it's, it's almost impossible to watch CNBC and keep a level head. I highly recommend you, you leave that channel off throughout the day. I only turn it on and, and keep it on during times of major market news. For example, tomorrow morning, the jobs report comes out at 8.30 Eastern time. I'll, I'll have it on then, and I want to hear what, uh, what, what they're saying, what the official report is, what the expectations were. I want to get their flavor, their color on it, and we'll see the reaction to the instant reaction to the markets. It's a great way to do that. Other than that, I really just don't watch it. I don't recommend anyone does. It just uh, it screws you up more than anything. Uh, CNBC, uh, it's, a, it's an advertising channel. And as long as you know what you're watching, that you're, you're watching people that are on TV to sell their shit. And that's typically what these money managers are doing. They constantly lie. And this is a, Jim Cramer's admitted this in the past. When these guys are on TV, if they're buying, they'll say they're selling. If they're selling, they'll say they're buying their own positions. And apparently there are no rules against this. So um, just uh, anyway, we get a lot of feedback here, folks, that are, get really worried when the market corrects 5 or 7%. And it's just amplified by uh, you know, some of the uh, perma bears and the, 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 real, the real fools uh, that are on TV that lose to the markets 9 out of 10 years. I, I think most people know this, but the average money manager – 90, over 90% of all money managers lose to the stock market each and every year. Just, just keep that in mind when you're watching them on TV so you know what's what. Uh, as you've been joining us here, you know, we told you that our, our, our investing system, your investing system, never changed. Nine out of 12 screens remain bullish. That's back the truck up territory. Buy, buy, buy. Uh, that's what we've been doing. We aggressively added to positions both on Friday and Monday uh, for our clients here. And again, great day today. Dow Jones up 181, closing at 25,720. Uh, that was our leader on the day, up seven tenths of a percent. Nasdaq uh, was up a half a percent, up 40 points at 7615. S&P 500, uh, of course, up six tenths of a percent as well. Again, closing at 2843. Uh, we talked about the, the 2800 level uh, being a, a technically important level, and uh, we're uh, you know well above that again now. Uh, and uh, the loser on the day was the Russell 2000, which continues to, uh, to trade pretty poorly. But, it, you know, it's June as well, so it's light trading down two-tenths of a percent, uh, 1503. By the way, all of our major indexes are above the 200-day moving average except for the Russell 2000. Uh, uh, we see no reason at all to be concerned about that, just pointing it out. Uh, technically speaking, everything remains in buy territory. Word broke today, by the way, that uh, uh, any, any, any tariffs against Mexico may be delayed somewhat. I think that gave the market a bit of a juice today. But tomorrow is what all eyes are on. Again, tomorrow's jobs report, 8.30 a.m. Eastern time. And we're, I'm of the opinion, you know, having, having seen enough of these Friday jobs reports, 
I'm of the opinion that this market's going higher either way. It's what we've been saying. It's how we've been investing. Because if you think through it logically, if the, if, if the jobs report, if the number is bad tomorrow, what happens? Everyone's position is cemented. That yes, the Fed must drop rates. The Fed must loosen, right? They've got to ease. And that's historically very, very bullish for the market. So uh, if, the, if, if the employment number is bad tomorrow, the stock market goes up. What if the employment number is good tomorrow? Well, that's confirmation that, hey, you know what? The economy is on solid footing. Tariffs really aren't hurting us. Stock market goes up. So uh, we are in a situation now, again, coming off extreme oversold levels. And where this market is going to go higher, we believe, either way, it's inconsequential. We stick to our targets. They haven't changed based on earnings and what we see uh, earnings growing to and what the P.E. multiples going to in the next uh, two to four to six years. Again, our targets are unchanged, 35000 in the Dow by the end of next year, 50000 plus by the end of Trump's second term. Again, that's just math. It's based on earnings and the growth that we see happening right before our eyes you know, in the economy. So six million jobs created since Trump was uh, elected. 500,000 manufacturing jobs since Trump was elected. Unemployment rate, 3.1%, uh, um, excuse me, 3.6% uh, lowest in 50 years. Uh, GDP, 3.1%. Uh, again, Obama left office at 1.8%. Uh, and the GDP uh, growth rate is, is surging higher. We believe it'll be 4% first quarter next year. And uh, we'll be 5% GDP before Trump leaves office. That. Again, that's what we see. And one of the big things that we think that people are missing, this is one of the macro points that we make uh, for our clients on a regular basis, and we've been pounding the table on this point for some time. Uh, people are starting to come around to it a bit, but you still barely hear this on TV, if ever. So we like to repeat it here as much as possible because it's a major, major, major reason to be ultra bullish on the markets is that the world, you look at election after election after election all over the world, uh, is, is, go, is switching from globalism to nationalism, moving from a, a really a socialist model, uh, a very progressive, uh, big government socialist model all over the world. Instead, the world saying, no, no, you know what, we, we want, we want, we want you, what you guys have in the U.S. We want Trump. And they're electing their own Donald Trumps. Uh, or a version of that. There's only one Trump, but they're electing their own version of him as, as close as they can get anyway. And that move from globalism to populism slash nationalism is just hugely bullish. And, and if you think it through, again, logically, logic dictates that, of course, it's extremely bullish. Let's talk about a couple of those reasons. What's happened? Uh, the U.S. is a microcosm for the rest of the world. What's happened in the U.S. Okay, since Trump was elected? Well, let's see. We've had uh, uh, tax reform, right? Tax rates have been uh, uh, lowered, right? Corporate and individual. Uh, regulations have been slashed. Something like 700 regulations in the United States have been slashed since Trump was elected. Just huge difference makers that almost nobody talks about. Government interference is, uh, is less and less. And, uh, government, uh, the size of government is shrinking. And, of course, jobs growth. That's what happens in supply-side economics. Conservative ideas and free market uh, populism wins. This is supply-side economics. It's happening globally, and it's a hugely bullish, not a short-term trend, but a long-term trend. All right, we're talking about a decade, maybe two decades, and that's our view, and so that's why we continue to say whenever you get a correction, 
You know, that's why we use dollar cost averaging with our clients here. But whenever we get a big correction, turn the TV off. You know, don't listen to the talking heads and the perma bears that are trying to sell you their crap. You know, follow, it's your money, so do what you think you should with it. But understand the difference between fear and greed drives the markets. Fear and greed sentiment drives markets, and that's what gives us our great buying opportunities. Uh, let's see. Also, another big point, you know, as far as sentiment goes, uh, if you saw this morning, uh, the AAII investment, Investor Sentiment Survey is down to 22% bulls, 42% bears. I mean, it's, a, it's just uh, the word uh, that we've been using is, is stunning. It, it, it is just stunning. We are less than five weeks away from, from the all-time highs that we hit in May. And the bulls trail bears by 20 points in this survey. Think about back to December when we had the capitulation. Uh, the, at, the, at the December 24th, Christmas Eve capitulation, the AAII Investor Sentiment Survey, the same sentiment survey, hit 20.9% bulls. We're at 22%. We're basically a percent away. We're there. <laughs> and, and the stock market's up almost 40%, or probably as, as of today, exactly 40%. Uh, since Trump was elected, and nobody's buying it. Again, if you're a contrarian, all you can say is, I'm salivating. I, 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 I back enough the truck, and I'm buying as aggressively as I humanly can. I'm margining my account, because that's how bullish a bearish reading like this is. So majority is just always, always wrong when it comes to sentiment. When everybody's bullish, you want to be selling. When everybody's bearish, you want to be buying, especially with an economy just as garlic strong as this one is. So that, that's the, my mentors taught me this 30 plus years ago. It just, it made sense to me then. I'm a lifelong contrarian. And, uh, uh, you know, that's, that's how we see it. And uh, we feel very, very comfortable in aggressively adding to positions at these prices. Uh, uh, the internals today were good, not great. Positive across the board, positive across the board. Uh, advanced decline, up, down, volume, new highs, new lows, all positive. Uh, but like yesterday's readings, not they don't they didn't blow us away. Uh, now Tuesday's readings, on the other hand, were were stunning. Okay, uh, and Monday's were as well, even though the market was down. But uh, again, I think the all eyes now are really going to be on uh, the employment uh, report tomorrow to get some confirmation on this ADP report that came out that was not very good yesterday. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, again, we uh, we're in the summer months, and uh, volume's a little bit lighter. Uh, you have a little more volatility based on good and bad news, uh, but we just like to keep a level head and keep our eyes on the prize, which is uh, much higher prices in the long run. Uh, all 11 S&P 500 sectors were higher today, led by energy, up a big 1.7%. Energy stocks have been on an absolute tear this week, again, just as Jim Cramer went really bearish on them. Uh, surprise, surprise. Watch him at your own peril. Uh, really smart guy, but he just tries to predict everything. Nobody can do that. And, uh, and, uh, and even as talented as Jim Cramer is, he can't do it either. Um, energy up 1.7% today. Uh, materials and tech both also up 1.1% uh, today. And uh, the yield curve, uh, make a quick comment on that. Everyone was concerned about the yield curve uh, inverting and uh, meaning a recession was coming. Well, something happened along the way. Whoops, didn't, didn't, uh, didn't, trans, uh, didn't translate to a recession. Matter of fact... The yield curve on the twos and tens is now at a six-month high. Yield curves on the twos and thirties is now at a 14-month high. So we're starting to see some real separation 
in the yield curve, again, twos and tens and twos and thirties. And uh, that makes perfect sense because the Fed controls the short end and the long end is controlled by the markets. And it makes sense that with uh, rates in Japan and Europe at zero to one percent, it makes no sense that U.S. rates should be 100 percent higher than they are in, in other developed parts of the world. So our short rates should, should never have been as high as they were. Uh, the Fed screwed up by hiking nine straight times. They've now recognized the error of their ways. They're, they're going to cut rates this year probably at least once, maybe twice. My guess is once, uh, and they'll just stay there. But they will cut rates this year again. That's a very good, good thing. It's what they should do, and they should never have raised twice, uh, four times last year. It should have been probably twice, if that even. So uh, anyway, we're very bullish on, uh, on, uh, on, on, on bonds here and uh, very bullish on equities as well. Uh, finally, for today, uh, Bitcoin closed at 7637, down 148. Gold was 1337, up 430. Uh, silver, 1485, up 7 since announced. 9 out of 12 VRA investing system screens are bullish. Uh, that's unchanged. That's unchanged since late January. And again, tomorrow morning we get the jobs report at 830. Regardless of what happens with that report, we look for the markets to continue rising. We see new all-time highs here uh, in, the, in the near future. And we see also see that Trump is going to get uh, trade deals done that will send. We think within, the, the, within six months of the China trade deal being uh, finalized that the Dow Jones will, will soar 5,000 points probably in less than six months. And again, the market is the best discounting mechanism on the planet. So we want to watch what it's doing, not what the talking heads are saying it should do, including me, by the way. Folks, with that, again, my name is Kip Harridge. Please join us at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. We'll see you back in here again tomorrow after the close.